Hi, I'm Mike Palin. And I'm Mary Palin. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which we call... Mondays with Mike and Mary. You know, all weekend long, Mary and I think about our most recent R-squared coaching sessions and select just for you some highlights. Yeah, either a parade of techniques or an ask the experts that we think is going to help you in your business. And these come from the smartest... Most generous. And the best trained agents in North America. Just remember, because what happens on R squared stays, stays on, on R squared, it's confidential. So, so we don't use names. Now, if you'd like to find out how R squared coaching could help you in your business, go to floydwickman.com and you'll find the most affordable and the most effective coaching program on the planet. And now, here's Mondays, Mondays with, with Mike, Mike and, and Mary. Mary. Well, there's lots of talk about the shift. Oh, yeah. What are we seeing now that we haven't seen in years? Price reductions, longer days on market, actual time to hold an open house. So if there is a shift, if there is, let's say, some kind of bubble, what should we do right now? And well, I, it's probably the same answer as if there isn't. Might be. All right. What do you mean, if there's a shift, if there's change? The market's always changing. This is so silly. Okay. All right. I'm with you. Because what bubble? What? All right. Anyway. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking critically. I... Yes, you are. Yeah. All right. Go. Three recommendations. Number one, cut expenses. That's not a bad thing to do anytime. Right. Look at your expenses. See what you're getting your ROI on and eliminate those that are ridiculous. Number two, re-pre-qualify buyers. Oh, yeah. Because with interest rates going up and mortgage rates going up, people who used to qualify for X now don't. Hey, you know what that also means? We got from one of our students this past week, uh, take a look at everything you have pending even if it's not your buyer, and make sure they still qualify. Push your closings to happen immediately if necessary because lenders certainly are not going to relock at the same rate. Right. And then number three was stay, stay on top of market data. You got to know the current facts about what's going on in the market with prices, with days on market, all things like that. The more you know, the easier it is to help people make those decisions. All right. Well, I have a parade of techniques, too. And it is about taking the co-op buyer, you're the listing agent, and putting them on your mail call C list. Making sure you add them to your CRM. Because we know statistically that the co-op agent, A, is likely not in real estate five to seven years from now. B, even if they are, didn't stay in touch. So you stay in touch. And one little neat way of doing that is to give them the house key on a keychain with your contact information on it. Now, you don't want to be like real brazen and do it in front of the other agent, right? But you could put it in an envelope and say, here are your keys. So we got into a little discussion about how do you deliver the key, and there's even a gal that takes a limo with champagne to deliver the keys to the house, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, what if 
that keychain had your name and contact information on it and uh, was handed to the buyer the same day you put them into your CRM, even when it's a co-op buyer. I love that. A keychain. Yeah. Why, how quaint. Well? We all have fobs today. Well, what's your house key on? You don't have a house key. You have an electronic opening. But, you know, we do have house keys that when we sell houses, so. It's on the phone, right? Yeah, where even if you don't use it all the time, maybe it hangs on a hook. Maybe it goes in a drawer. I don't know. All right. Anyway, I thought it was a great idea. Ask the experts. Yeah, yeah. Boy, did I have a doozy this week. Oh, boy. Can't wait to hear it. I have a for sale by owner in my market that used to be listed, but it expired. It didn't sell with a broker. And now it's up by owner. An expired FISBO. And my number one goal is to be able to approach that for sale by owner with confidence and get an appointment. So what's your best advice? Well, number one, be honest about price. Be really honest about the price. Because if it was listed with a broker and it didn't sell, guess what the reason was? Had to be price. Number two, ask lots of questions. That's how you approach with confidence. Number three, get permission to preview the house. I might have a buyer for your house so that I can speak intelligently. May I come in and take a look? Um, number four, you really want to approach with confidence? Bring them an offer. <laughs> I like that one. And then someone said, well, fake it till you make it. If you're not feeling confident, just fake it. And then it was my turn. Oh, I can't wait for this one. And my drum roll or anything? My or? first question was, okay, how many for sale by owners have you actually talked to so far this year? Guess what the answer was? None. That's right. Okay. None. Well, one's a start. Start. So <laughs> my answer was, do you want to know how to approach a for sale by owner with confidence? After having talked to none so far this year, the answer is you can't. So stop trying. First of all, you got to figure out a really compelling reason why they'd actually want to talk to you. And approach with curiosity. Because you don't have confidence. And that reminded me of Floyd's story. Of going to an awards banquet at a company out in California. And a brand new licensed agent sat down next to him after dinner. Said, Mr. Wickman, I want to get my career off to the best start possible. What should I do my first month in the business? And you remember what he said? I do. Go visit four to five for sale by owners a day, five days a week for the whole month. And two things will happen for you. Number one, you'll probably luck into a listing. But number two, you are going to learn how to talk to people who are thinking of selling their house. And that's your job. Learn how to do that. And once you go out and get your head kicked in, you're also going to find out about half of them really need us. They don't even know what they're doing. And when you know what to do and they don't, you can help. You can serve. And that's how you approach a for sale by owner with confidence. Love it. That's a great Ask the Experts question. All right, I got one. Here's the way it goes. My number one goal is to get myself to prospect. 
But the challenge I'm having is I've had two weeks of bad numbers. I'm so busy. I'm tired all the time. I'm stressed out. And the first thing that I lose, the first thing I don't do is prospect. It's like, it's like there's this emotional drain to constantly be on. What do I do? How do I get myself to make my calls? Wow. Well, you know what? Of course, what I said first before we even did anything. Well, you showed up today. That's the first step. <laughs> and it's an assignment. Um, but then I heard this. Take a day off every single week. You have to. And when you do, it gives you motivation to work the day before. Because I can't work tomorrow, so I have to get this done. And it gives you motivation to work the day after your day off. What do you mean you don't feel like doing anything? You didn't do anything yesterday. You got to do something today. So it helps center your week. It, it helps you reset. You also come back from a day off nicer. Hopefully. Um, make the calls your priority. It's like a habit, like going to the gym. Here's one. Figure out your metrics. What's your key performance indicator? That sounds like someone else's words. I don't know what that all means, but reframe what your count is. Why are you doing this? What's the number that you need? How many people do you need to talk to to set an appointment? And do your smart week. You know, smart week, it has more than one component. So do your smart week. And finally, get a partner. Get a buddy who you like and respect. Because when you do 590-10s, you have to show up. You can't say, oh, I don't feel like it. I'm a loser. You know, I keep thinking about that scroll that we're on, Michael. The Ogmandino scroll that says, I am willing to do what a failure will not do. It just keeps, it just resonated with me this last maybe seven to ten days. I think that's the difference, right? The people that succeed, they're willing to do what the failure will not do. What will the failure not do? Prospect. And by the way, this question was not asked by a failure. I don't mean that. We all have times when we just have a hard time getting ourselves to do the, the things that we know we have to do. But that's why we stick together. That's why we come to, that's why you're listening to this podcast, because it's easier to to get yourself going again if you got help. <laughs> so, anyway, be willing to do the things a failure will not do. Remember that survey I always do at the beginning of a program? Why'd you get into real estate? What's the one answer we never hear? I love prospecting. Right. <laughs> no one ever says that. And yet, all the good things we get from the business are the result of our prospecting. So when you can connect those two, what you want and what you have to do to get it and make sure they're clear. I think that's why he tells us, get a picture of your goal and put it in front of you all the time so you know what the end result you want is.